Hey guys, it's me, P. And me, S. And you're listening to the Girl on Girl podcast. But it's not what you think. But also, it's kind of what you think. Okay, here's the deal. My name is Persis. I'm queer, Indian, femme, and a little over five feet tall. And my name is Sarah. I'm straight, white, cis, and a proud ginger. Every episode, we're going to talk about sexuality from a queer perspective, from a straight perspective, and what it means to find the fluidity between the two. We're going to talk about taboos, labels, dating, awkward moments, pop culture icons. We're also going to talk safe sex, self-discovery, discrimination, and what it means to be a queer minority. Persis Abraham. Sarah Loren Johnson. Do you think I should have gone by Ren when I moved when I moved to Vancouver? Yeah, I told you to. I'm not having regrets that I didn't do that, but I don't know. I think it would have been kind of cool. It's kind of the perfect thing to do when you move to a new place is to say, I go by this name instead. I know. Because no one would know. But you might find it hard to adjust because you're not used to people other than your parents calling you Ren, right? No one calls me Ren, if I'm being honest. Not a soul. My dad calls me Renny, and that's it. <laughs> okay, the pod doesn't know this. They only know Renny as my mom. <laughs> the pod doesn't know my nickname is Renny, and Persis's mom is Renny, and so basically I'm part of the family. Actually, Purse, tell them what Renny said. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I was in Whippy a couple days ago. And I was watching Single All the Way with my parents because it's the perfect movie to watch with the family. It's just yes. so heartwarming. It's an easy watch. And totally. it's adorable. But I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. But I guess you kind of know in the trailer, like, the main character does bring a guy home for the holidays who's his best, his best friend. friend. Yeah. His best yeah. friend. And he wants the best friend to pretend to be his boyfriend so his family doesn't think he's going to be single forever. But anyway, the best friend and this guy had been roommates for like eight years. It's kind of our story. The difference is is that both of them are in the community. True, true, true. (laughs) (laughs) But there's a lot of differences, but I just got excited for a sec. (laughs) But it's funny because it's pretty similar, like roommates for eight years the guy's like, I'm so single, like pretend to be my boyfriend. But when um, my mom saw like the best friend interacting with the family, she just looked at me and was like, oh, that's how we feel about Sarah. <laughs> and then Persis told me and my heart, my heart flew into the air and jumped back into my chest. But that honestly is how I feel. Like, I really feel like your family is just so welcoming. When I'm around them, I always feel like I'm part of the fam or at least just very, very welcome and comfortable. Like, I never feel nervous or anything coming into your family's home. They're just, you're, that's just the kind of family you have. Yeah, they're very welcoming. I've, they've always been that way too. I think just whenever people come in, they're very excited about guests and stuff like that. Like, I think they like, connection and they love new people and they love conversation yeah like actually sitting down and having conversations like when my sister first um started dating her boyfriend I mean oh my god her husband husband. (laughs) (laughs) 
they are very married and very pregnant with a baby that's very close to meeting this world. I downplayed that so I was like, her boyfriend. Her oh boyfriend. my god. <laughs> but my guy mom, she's dating. My mom was like, they were instantly like so excited and just like genuinely like just wanting to get to know him. It was sweet. When you bring home your wife to meet them, like they are they might actually scare her off. So you better be careful because like they're gonna be so excited. Rennie Searle, if you're listening, because you probably are. Like, I think I think you would agree with me. Like, you're going to be, like, you're going to have to contain yourselves a little bit. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to contain myself, so I don't even know how Rennie and Cyril are going are gonna to react. When they know, it's like, okay, this is the one. They're going to freak out. They're going to freak <laughs> And the girl's going to be like, is... Is everyone in your life okay? <laughs> Everyone's crying because I've like <laughs> finally have a successful relationship. <laughs> no, it's because you love love more than anything else. That's why we'd be freaking out. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, me and me and Ren, basically the same person and single all the way. A great movie to watch with your family over the holidays. It's it's a family movie. It's about family. And love. It is. That was actually the one thing I loved about it is like showing how close-knit that family was the entire time. Me too. I want that too. Like that's my – if I have my own family one day, that's my goal is for it to be extremely close-knit, open. We talk about stuff. We love and accept each other no matter what. Like very – like emotions are out there. We're talking about everything. I'm going to be like, kids, mommy had a podcast. Maybe I'll still have the podcast at that point. Like, she's not afraid to talk. She's not afraid to talk about anything. No. It's literally going to be like the moment they want to know about sex, just be like episode four. (laughs) But what if they're straight? Oh, we should talk about straight sex on the pod. Should we? Guys, listen, do you want that? I don't think anyone really wants that. I don't think our audience, you know, know your audience. Yeah, that's true. Know your audience. Whoops. Um, Speaking of family, there's something I wanted to make sure we talked about on this introduction to this episode. Two episodes ago, we talked about are all girls a little gay? That was our topic. And in that topic, we talked a lot about like young kids and how they're taught to be affectionate with each other and with the same assigned gender. Basically, one of the things we talked about was like, what might be nice is if we teach kids at a young age, especially boys, that it's okay to show affection whatever way they feel like they want to. Like if two boys are best friends and the one really wants to give the other one a big hug because he loves them so much or what a big kiss on the cheek, it's like honoring that that's how you want to show affection so that we don't stifle affection between the same gender. My sister, my beautiful, amazing older sister, Cassia, she listened to this episode. She happens to have two little boys, uh, my nephews, the loves of my life. And so she actually has a lot of experience in this area. And she messaged me with some really great insight. And I thought it was really important to share that she agreed wholeheartedly. She was like, as a mom of two boys, I always do everything I can to make sure my boys know they can be They don't have to be strong and tough and cold. Like they can show affection. They can cry if they want to. She said that's really important to her and she thinks we had a really good point. But she wanted to 
caution or at least put it out there that consent is also so important. It starts with kids at a very young age. It's not something that you have to wait until they're older to talk about. Like consensual touching is something that she feels really strongly about with her kids that it's something you should make sure is part of the conversation. She was basically saying there were a few things that have happened just as as the boys have gone through school and as they're growing up. And one of them was that there's a little girl in one of the boys' classes and she would chase them around and give them hugs and kiss them on the cheek and stuff. And he, it actually made him really uncomfortable. And he talked Aww. to he talked to his parents about it, my sister and her husband. And he, he wasn't mad, but he was just kind of like, I'm just, I don't really want her to hug me all the time. And it, it makes me kind of uncomfortable. So I just think it's important to acknowledge that kids can also feel uncomfortable, unsafe with other kids their age if they're being touched without consent. Because I think a lot of parents would look at that situation and be like, oh, it's because she likes you. She has a crush on you, which is another thing my sister brought up. Like, we do not need to be asking kids if they have a girlfriend or a boyfriend. First of all, it's it's putting them in a binary idea of what their sexuality should be. And second of all, they're kids. They do not need to be thinking about dating or sex Mm -hmm. or any of that. Like, So she had a lot of thoughts, but I thought the whole consensual touching thing was really important to say and we didn't say it in the episode and I just wanted to make it really clear yeah honestly to Cassia thanks for pointing that out because that is so important I think we were kind of just excited and saying like yeah go for it if your kid wants to hug and kiss like they should but it is just equally as important to think like some kids may not like that and totally yeah it's always good to double check I know our intros usually don't turn into like full mini episodes, but I just thought it was really vital that we talk, that we say that. Yeah, no, I think it is. Thank you for pointing that out. And thank you, Cassia, for pointing that out. Thanks, Cassia. We love you so much. All right, Sarah, what kind of episode is this going to be? This is going to be a musical extravaganza. (laughs) It's an interview. This is an interview podcast and we love when we get guests on here as you guys know and we hope you guys like it too because we're planning to have many 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 more guests especially as we move into the new year but this episode we talked to a musician and also a queer musical artist that's right and not just a queer artist but a femme presenting gay girl musical artist we talked to brianna musco and it wasn't just Brie that we talked to. It was a little two-in-one kind of situation because we also talked to... Amanda Lance. And she denies that she's an actor, but I'm going to say she's an actor, certified. I think so too. She actually is starring in the music video that Brianna already released. By this point, it's already out, you guys, called Paradise. Mm-hmm. And it's about two gals feeling this like mutual attraction for each other. And we'll see where the night takes them. that's a great that's a great premise for the music video i've talked about this before where i felt like growing up in high school it would have been very very helpful for me to see music videos that actually showed women loving women relationships but not in a sexualized type of way where it felt like it was for the male gaze i hadn't seen anything really when i was younger of two women like falling in love or even if they weren't just following falling in love maybe just like a cute date or like attraction I think really the first video I saw was in 2017 for Wasted Youth by Fletcher. And that was yeah. in, I was 21. 
or 22. Mm -hmm. So definitely a very pivotal moment in my life, but kind of like Brianna mentioned in this interview, we need so much more of that because these are real people's lives, right? And it helps us when we like see ourselves represented. I actually did a a presentation for the University of Calgary where I talked about queer media. You haven't talked about this yet on the pod. This is so exciting. I know. I guess I haven't. Well, you're like a guest lecturer. You're basically a professor. Guys, I gave a lecture to literally like (laughs) university students. Yes, you did. No one's surprised. No one's shocked. It was all about me being gay, truly. Very narcissistic (laughs) presentation. (laughs) But that's what the people want. That's what the people want. I was like, hi, I'm Persis. You don't know me, but (laughs) I'm here to talk to you. (laughs) Talk to you about how I am extremely gay. But what I wanted to say is there was a point I made in the presentation where when we don't see ourselves, we feel invisible. It makes us feel like we don't exist. And that's not okay. So let's keep mm. it rolling. Um, artists like Brianna and even like Amanda, you know, like being here, Amanda's like pretty big on TikTok right now. She's posting a lot of queer content, funny content. We need to see more of that. So kudos to both of them. And if you want to follow Brianna or Amanda, they both have really great queer content on Instagram and TikTok. We'll put all the information in the show notes um, and we'll tag them on our Instagram at Podcast, so you guys can follow and take a look and listen and um, engage with more queer content because it's fabulous. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. It's good to meet you over a video situation. (laughs) Yes. This is Amanda, by the way. Hi. Hi, Amanda. Nice to meet you. I'm Sarah. Hi, Amanda. I'm Persis. And nice to meet you too, Brianna. We haven't met, but I've heard a lot about you. Ah, I hope it was all good, but it's nice to meet you guys finally too. It it was all good. I promise. (laughs) We're really excited to have you guys on. Thanks for having us. You you made me laugh. You're like, is tomorrow okay? Yeah, I know. I was trying. That's how we roll. Like, That's how we roll over here. Literally, I'm like, this might be last minute, but like, can we get you on tomorrow? But I'm glad you did. And so, Amanda, did you just fly in? Yes. From Washington, <laughs> like, how many hours ago? Like, two, three hours ago at most? Yeah. No way. You guys are shooting a music video. So, we already, <laughs> we did it. Uh, we shot a music video twice, technically. We okay. Did it. <laughs> Uh, she is here. We're going to do some promo for the video because it's coming out um, on Friday. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. Me too. And I feel like we're releasing this episode at a perfect time to line up with the release of the video. Yes, we're not questioning anything. It always seems to work out. (laughs) Yes, it's perfect timing. So P, how did you and Brianna meet? Brianna, I was going to try and... um, see if you remembered completely what it was, but I know it was through the Fletcher video that Sarah and I posted on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I think you had commented on the video I posted and you had reached out about a song you had released. So um, you wanted us to do a reaction video to it. Mm-hmm. That's how it was, right? That was like a year yeah. ago. Cause I had just discovered Fletcher from TikTok, which was the greatest gift ever. Um, and so I was watching like reaction videos just in general. So when I saw Fletcher, when I clicked on it and you guys were funny and it was awesome. So, um, I had reached out on Instagram cause I like, like Fletcher is obviously like the top role model. And so I was like, Oh my God, like 
people do reaction videos for like these awesome heroes of mine. Like how cool would it be if somebody did a reaction video and you were so sweet. You were like, of course I'll do one for, uh, it, you did it for never stay. And, uh, yeah, it was like, it was so just awesome and really humbling that you took the time to do it too. So thank you for that. Oh, of course we had so much fun. So I couldn't do it with Sarah because Sarah, you were actually in London mm. at that time. So mm -hmm. Camille and I filmed it and we were just having the best time. We reacted to two of your songs because I think we just went on a Brianna like yeah, yeah, yeah. train. <laughs> I love that. Also, Brianna, has anyone ever told you that you kind of look and sound like Fletcher, like your speaking voice? Chris, you. do you do you, you see it? Friend. I can like see before it. before we even started talking about Fletcher, I was like, you look kind of familiar, and I can't figure out like what it is. Has anyone ever told you that? No, but Sarah, you're my new best friend. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to like butter you up. Like I actually think you do have a very similar look to her. Yeah, I could see that. Thank Take you. it as you will. Take it as you will. Thank you. She, she already knows how much that means to me. So <laughs> she might I love pass that. out. I'll, I'll carry on. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. That's why there's two of you because if one passes out, the other's got it. You know what I mean? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Brianna, maybe you first. Where do you live? What do you do? Tell the listeners in case they don't know who you are. Of course. So my name is Bree. I'm from New Jersey. And originally the game plan was to be a soccer player, uh, but then I got hurt. So I decided to go study in Italy for a little bit, as one does. Realized that music was what I wanted to pursue full time. And from that point on, uh, it was just writing as much as I could, uh, recording and just hanging out with as many like really cool down to earth vibey people as possible because the way that I grew up was very strict, athletic, like, sorry, I can't, I practice, sorry, I can't, I have a tournament. Um, so I had a lot of time I wanted to make up for. And I found that doing it with music, as opposed to maybe something, uh, something else, like, um, like a teaching job or a job in an office, I felt like I was able to finally create the music I wanted to because of the people I was around and because it was okay to make certain things that I was thinking or okay to great visuals of what I've always wanted to see growing up. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Just hanging out in New York City, having some fun with some cool musicians and have a music video coming out on Friday with Amanda. Amanda, what about you? And how did you like you two connect um, for the video? <laughs> um, well, it's, I'm really not as cool as her. So I'm from like a really small She's town in cool. Washington. I sell roofs for a living, like just a weird thing. And I just, I'm an idiot on the internet like i started doing tiktoks during quarantine and just did well so i just have fun doing it in my spare time but I, you found me on tiktok i'm assuming but she mentioned on instagram was like hey, i slid like, into her dms it's fine <laughs> yeah i did like, you want to just like do a music video you ever acted for and i was like no i've never acted a day in my life but sure okay cool. and then, yeah <laughs> i figured the tiktoks sensational acting like has the down pack can do the characters <laughs> i was like hey do you want to do a music video? <laughs> Listen, TikTok is the new demo reel. Like, if you mm -hmm. want to, you know what I mean? You don't have to be like a pro actor. You have to put yourself out there on TikTok. Exactly. I never thought I was going to do that. I, I make some interesting jokes. Like, my mom refuses <laughs> to watch it because it's like, oh, man, we're really talking about that on the internet. And I'm like, really? Like, what? What like kind what? of content did you have? No, just like sex jokes or like it's jokes like about being fun gay. LGBTQ meme jokes. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. but Big nothing fun. I would ever like just outright say. But like you just type the words on the screen, and it's like you're not actually saying it, so it's fine. <laughs> Fair. That's a hot tip. 
cool. I think it's cool that like everyone here got connected through like DM sliding mm-hmm. pretty much and the internet. We talk about the power of the internet for the queer community on here all the time. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, this is such a great example of like what it can do. Yeah, I think it's a very common queer thing because at least for me too, like I don't have a lot of fear like sliding into someone's DMs because like I think automatically like as queer people, we kind of just automatically have that connection. And I go seeking that because like I didn't have that representation growing up. So I get so excited when I see someone who kind of like has a similar story to me. And I'm like, let's be friends or like, let's chat. I love it. It's the Mm -hmm. best. But speaking of LGBT things, I kind of wanted to get into coming out if you guys are comfortable. Sure. Um, So Brianna, I guess to start with you, tell us about your coming out experience. Sure. So it was delayed. Uh, (laughs) Growing up, uh, I had mentioned that I was always around sports. Um, I played everything, soccer, basketball, softball, and chose soccer to play in college. And kind of my upbringing and the town that I grew up in, there wasn't a lot of representation, not just like LGBTQ, just in general. Like it was literally all white cis people, which is fine. You later find out after high school graduation that not everyone was straight, which is great. And we're here for it. But during those years, you're, you know, you're shaped by all the media that you see and the lack of representation that you, you know, you don't wind up seeing. And so growing up, I just kind of deny, 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 um, you know, my family's Roman Catholic, which is always fun. But it uh, wasn't until quarantine did I actually come out to my family. In college, wow. uh, my friends knew. The music video actually is a representation of how I wish I spent all of my college. Like it, the intro starts mm-hmm. of me like moving in. It wasn't until senior year did I like finally like accept myself and and like be myself. Um, but it wasn't until quarantine and it was around the election um, because of uh, certain viewpoints within my family that very much kind of went against our community and they weren't understanding why I was taking it, you know, so much to heart and I finally you know came out and then they were like oh that makes sense so my my mom my dad my brothers everyone was uh, amazing even my 84 year old Italian grandma was just like I love you so I wasted so many years yeah right so I wasted so many years uh kind of like pushing it down because I thought it was like the worst thing winds up being like the best thing and I'm having so much fun, especially like Amanda's helped me. Like she's taught me all the slow, like the, the slang, like the chapstick, like all the things, right? Uh, she's taught me like so much about it. Like there's so much to it and it's fun learning about it. But yeah, like I embrace it like a hundred percent or a thousand times more than I ever did because like, because like you get to meet people like you guys and you get mm-hmm. to like, everyone has a similar story of how they pretended they weren't and now it's their favorite thing you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it really was the election. I do have a, a funny story. My two best friends growing up, I won't name drop, they'll kill me, but uh, <laughs> they're, both, they're both boys. And there was one night we were just sitting at a bar and my one friend like looked at me and he was like, I've been talking to a guy. And then like, I looked at him, I was like, I'm talking to a girl. And my other friend looked at me, he's like, I'm also talking to a guy. And we all like just came out to each other at the same time. It's like a Spider-Man meme. And we were like, what? That's amazing. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How long were you guys friends before this? Since birth. Like our, our moms are all high school friends. And we were like, what? 
that so actually like 20 annoying. years of friendship of like us like pretending whatever and like one one night we all just like looked at each other it was amazing like i wish we were being videoed yeah and did he did your the first one who was like i'm talking to a guy i feel like that was the catalyst right because like yeah it was easy after that for everyone to say but mm -hmm. did did he say like what brought him to say it was it just like he just he's, he just felt he, like it was the time yeah so he's very extroverted um okay and whenever there's anything going on in his life we're the first to know so obviously that was the first for him and he yeah. had to tell us and Got i think it. he needed a little bit you know of liquid courage to let us know but all of a sudden, everyone was like, oh, yeah, me too. Like, it was, it was amazing. Like, we <laughs> laugh about it to this day. <laughs> no, that's so that's cute. an incredible story. Yep. That is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Purse, I wish you experienced that because it was the same kind of situation for Purse. She's talked about yeah. it a few times on the pod. You know, it turns out now almost everyone is gay. <laughs> or My I entire friend group. Yeah. 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 I, you love to see it. I know, oh, like literally my five girlfriends, except for one, they all are in the community in some way, for sure. Amanda, do you want to talk about your coming out? You don't have to if you don't want to. I mean, my story's kind of lame. I mean, I guess I can try to spice it up for you, but I mean- Please do. <laughs> I've never really had sleepovers or anything. I was like a really keep it to myself type of person growing up and I play basketball, but you know, my mom started questioning things when I was having sleepovers with a girl that was about 250 miles away. Like we would have sleepovers <laughs> and she was just like, are you, are you like, I didn't know that. That's are amazing. You, are you like dating her? And I was like, mom, I don't want to talk about it. And then I was like, yeah, it is. And that's, that's basically it. But, that's amazing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I would question it too. If it, you're going that far for like a casual sleepover. It was a little bad, but. And how, how, what was her reaction like? Oh, she was like, oh, it's like, okay, like you can talk about it. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. Like it's weird. Like, I don't Feelings. know. But my uncle's gay. Yeah. So like, you know, he paved the way for me a long time ago. Gunkle. Mm, the gunkle. Yeah. I don't tell anybody else. I basically just would post pictures on Instagram or bring somebody home for Thanksgiving and they're just like put two and two together. And I was like, yeah. Sounds so seamless. <laughs> yeah you just like streamlined your coming out process you were like i'm gonna make this real easy for myself pretty much yeah i just like post pictures on instagram and everybody's like oh she is gay I'm like yep pretty much it just saves me a lot of time for have to be like hi i am gay hi i'm gay i'm gay like literally the picture figure it out well, yeah, because I, I don't know if you guys know who Colton Underwood is. He's a past bachelor who came out as gay, and he has this series on Netflix that just came out, and it's called Coming Out Colton. And Purse and I have been talking about it a little bit on the pod. Long story short, I watched some of it the other day, and this guy, the whole series is just him coming out to every single person he's ever <laughs> met. Like, yeah, his parents, his brother, his best friend, but then like his coach from high school, his pastor who who he barely knows and doesn't even like his friends who clearly aren't even his friends. Like, and it just films him going <laughs> to like every person who's ever met him to be like, I need to tell you. And like and a lot of them are, are like, labeled. Okay. <laughs> well, the episodes are labeled like that too. It's like the public, the friends, the church, the the family. Yeah, the I'm church. like, okay, all the church. I feel like we can do a rendition of that in like five minutes. But like, what is it, Billy in the Street, where he like runs up to people with the microphone, just like get oh. it done like a 15 minute episode. <laughs> oh my god, I love that guy. That's such a good idea. That should be your next music video. <laughs> Honestly, we need an idea. <laughs> you should have Billy in the Street. Yeah, <laughs> done. 
directed by Persis and Sarah. Yeah, we yep. got to get the credit. Except that was more you, Sarah, so. We'll fly you into the city. It'll be fun. Oh, okay. No, Purse, you can help me direct, though. I just came up with the idea. You're like the mastermind creative. She'll produce. That's right. produce? Executive producer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so question for both of you guys. What did you feel like was the biggest struggle as you were discovering your sexuality, if there was one? I grew up in a very, very small town, like very conservative. People drove tractors to schools or like their trailers. (laughs) We had a row of cars called Hick Row, which is just all lifted trucks. So for me, it was just like, I was just figuring out that I liked girls. So I was a little bit in denial and I was like class president, three sport athlete. So there was a lot of spotlight on me and everybody would talk about it. I remember there was a basketball game where I had played really well and we were at a neighboring school and somebody in the crowd goes hey look i told you she was gay and it was what? like somebody showing a picture of me and one of those girl, like that girl on my instagram like in the middle of a game like while i'm playing basketball and i'm just like that is not really a fun time so it took me a while like to like kind of get it but like once i was in college i was like yeah no for sure gay but luckily i didn't even i had no idea that i liked girls until this girl came into my life like going into my senior year so like luckily I was like safe but my aunt came in clutch and got me a prom date a blind prom date with one of her students at a neighboring school so that was a uh, clutch for helping my little closeted booty <laughs> <laughs> like what got you through like what was your attitude during that that time like did you have were you pretty confident were you like you know what fuck them I got my head up or were you like this sucks <laughs> like no idea it especially came out more towards like the end of the year but like I just had no clue that I really was uh it did yeah. take me I'm gonna say this on the internet apparently part like 20 but I threw up on somebody else's dick like the <laughs> first time I even got near a guy and I was like I'm gay I think I think we are clear I've said it before on the internet I'll say it. yes <laughs> listen you, you needed a sign icon that's like, how you find out real quick that's I mean, right i did not need any more questions nope. i was like yep follow her on tiktok and insta amanda jasmine 12 <laughs> i was gonna that, say drop the handle drop the handle <laughs> that also like needs to be on a t-shirt or something like just that <laughs> quote like i work. threw up on a dick paradise so i'm gay so friday I'm gay. afternoon <laughs> i feel like that's if anyone just says like how did you know you were gay that's all you need to say and just leave just leave oh, the condo much. Yeah, that was like That's the turning point for me. I was no longer questioning it. It was, yep, we're done. Done you. Okay, Brianna, what about you? What What was your struggle? Any Any vomit in your in your story? No, I got to think of how I can spice this one up. Um, <laughs> I I think my uh, my biggest struggle it was two things. One was growing up, everybody was the same. It was like as if we were like all made in a factory. Um, especially like we always, you know, like people have coined the phrase like basic white girl, like everyone wore Uggs and, you know, skinny jeans and an Abercrombie sweater or whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And (laughs) so when I was in fifth grade was when like the first time my friends and I were able or allowed to like go walk around the mall together and we're going to go like clothes shopping. And I remember I like put, like picked out a shirt and they said like, oh, that's so gay. And I immediately put it back. And I never realized how much of a lasting impression that had until my 11 a.m. Wednesday therapy sessions went, where, like, I didn't realize that I spent a majority of my life, like, making sure that I didn't buy clothes that, like, would be, like, thought of as that, 
which sucks because I really enjoy fashion. And one thing that was terrible about that was I wound up just always wearing sweats. Like every day of high school, I just wore like a sweatshirt, sweatpants, because you have like such internalized homophobia that it, it uh, tends to find its way to the surface in other avenues. Unfortunately, I know a lot of people in the community also suffer from um, eating disorders. And so I had developed a, a really bad one during that time period. And I would always hide myself in sweatshirts because then I also thought that, you know, I wasn't skinny enough to wear like the straight girl clothes or to look like that. And mm. at the time I, I, had, I still do, I adore Taylor Swift, but it was at the time where she was also suffering from an eating disorder. So in the media, when you see that, you know, type of representation, you think you have to be like this big. I think those were the two biggest struggles that I had to come over or overcome uh, in kind of like accepting myself and finding myself. I mean, I'm still doing it. But I think that that is something that a lot of other people, unfortunately, have to go through or are still going through. Uh, and I, I try to cope with it, like, through my music and, and stuff like that. Like, me, me releasing Paradise uh, was a massive step for me. And there are lyrics in there. Like, I fell in love with how I wasted my youth. Like, I was okay playing the straight card. Silent affair, too blind to see. Like, you know, I was falling in love with this girl and I was still denying it. Like, it was right Aww. in front of my face. And it, I think, you know, stemmed all that denial stemmed from something as small as going out with friends and them saying, you know, that's gay and using it in a derogatory or negative way. And then you thinking that that's bad, just like plain black and white, like, oh, that's bad. You can't be that. Mm -hmm. I think that was probably yeah. the biggest one. Sorry, that got yeah. deep. <laughs> no, 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 we're absorbing. No, thank you for sharing that with us because you're right. That is Something we haven't really talked about on the podcast before, Purse, but so many queer people struggle with eating disorders and and it's still kind of like this weird hush-hush kind of stigma thing. I hate mm -hmm. it. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, it definitely doesn't have to be. I think it should be talked about and it takes people like you who, are, who have gone through it, who continue to like work on themselves to like speak about it openly and honestly. I think it, you know, we don't need to sugarcoat it. Like the, these are the things that could happen when queer people aren't given the space to like be who they are um, or feel comfortable with who they are. Yep, you're repressing so much. So much is like a closeted queer teen. And like yep. the environment you grow up in is, it really shapes you and it's really sad and scary. I'm sorry you had to go through that, but I mean, thank you, like Sarah said, for opening up to us about yeah, it. Nice. And then well, what was Pleasant the most surprise. pleasant surprise. Yeah, I love, I love like, guys, what's the peak in the pit? Yeah, Those the peak were the in the pits. pit of coming out. What's the peak though? The best part of coming out? Uh, like, words I should not probably say on the internet either, but. My mom <laughs> just texted me. She, yeah. We're on my laptop. My mom just texted me. She goes, hi, sweetheart. I hope the podcast is going well. <laughs> hi, mom. Hi, mom. We got matching tattoos yesterday. My first tattoo. What? With your mom? Yeah, my mom's the best. Let's see. <laughs> Can That's we awesome. see it? Uh, it's, I don't know if we would see it. It's just 222. My grandma was born on February 22nd. Oh, it's so cute. I love where it is. Me too. Guys, yeah. it's right on the back of her. It's like, ugh, I love that placement. Right above the elbow, back of the arm. Yes. Uh, my Good mom stuff. got one on her wrist. Was it she her was first tattoo? It was both of our first tattoos. Um, oh, so cute! It was a lot of fun. She was adorable. She we she made me like take a picture, and she's like, "Show everybody our tattoo." I was like, "Okay, mom, let's do it." And she throws <laughs> up a peace sign. It was amazing. Of course she did. Of course she did. She's your mom. 
Mm-hmm. Moms have to throw up a peace sign every now and then. Always. Yes. Like obligatory. Exactly. <laughs> okay, wait, what was the question? The question was, what was the most pleasant surprise about coming out or just like discovering your sexuality, like that whole process? You know, the first time you spend the night with uh, a girl and mm-hmm. like that like whole next day, you're just like, this is why I wasted so much time. Like, are you kidding me? Um, yes. <laughs> you just have like this energy. I'm like, I like to base a lot of things off of like gut feeling and energy. I feel like, I don't know, just like from that point forward, it was a no brainer. Uh, mm-hmm. And you just kind of feel more wholesome. And I don't know, I was proud of myself uh, for accepting myself and like, you know, putting myself out there. But yeah, I, I think just like an overall energy has changed. You know how they talk about the glow up, like after you come out and stuff like that? Mm, everyone gets hotter. Yeah. Yes. That's actually true. <laughs> it true. is. And I think it comes from the confidence and that energy and that yeah. feeling that, you know, gut feeling that you're like, you know, it's okay to be me. Uh, it's okay, you know, to feel the things that I've always repressed. And I think that's what it is. It's you're finally feeling the things that you've always repressed. Yeah. So you're just like authentically you and like people can see that on you, which is, is beautiful. Unapologetically you. Yes. Yes. And it comes through your personality. And I think it can also come down to like how you dress. Like you, when you're suppressing who you are, like you said, wearing sweats every day. And obviously that was also part of your eating disorder. But when you come out and you're authentically you and you've like landed in that and you feel really grounded in that, like even the way you dress, like you dress the way you want to dress and that's confident and that's sexy. And like the way you walk down the street is just sexier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all about that inner confidence. And then you, you also shine, like people can see that and it's energy. Amanda, what's inappropriate? I know you're dying to say it. (laughs) I mean, we'll start off clean, but like girls are just superior. Like they're gorgeous human beings. You don't have to deal with those nasty guys. 100%. 100%. Oh man. Not even a question. (laughs) But the nice thing is they, women carry you over the edge. That's, the, I guess, the part I'll just phrase in a more polite way is you actually reach the mountaintop and then you, you get over it instead of walking halfway up and then walking your ass back down in shame. But actually, Brianna, I feel like I really related exactly to when you said you, um, you like spent your first night with a girl and you were like, how did I waste like all those years? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I definitely... I had a, I went through like a whole discovery with my sexuality, but having that like aha moment feels very refreshing or being like, okay, I'm supposed to be feeling this way. I'm like, I'm not going to question it anymore. It's like, it's incredible. It sounds stupid, but like leading up to that moment, like the most subtle of things, like, I mean, it was in college and we were playing beer pong and like she would we were beer pong partners and she would give me the pong ball, but like seductively do it in a way that like our hands grace. Mm-hmm. And it was like every single moment was like, I was so attracted to, and I never really had that with a guy before. And it just like, it opens your mind. You're like, Oh shit. I'm supposed to be like insanely attracted to the person that I'm spending time with, not like feel like it's a chore, you know? So yes. it was just like a massive revelation. Yeah. You're like, I'm getting butterflies. And she like, yeah that's why the paradise (laughs) cover is a butterfly yes can you just like tell us a bit more about paradise and kind of like give the listeners an idea of the song the video like plug the whole thing yeah of course what i like to do is i like to make art 
in a way that I want other people to consume it that will like offer some type of value. So I know P had did the never stay reaction and that was, you know, we put, I put that out because it was an unfortunate event and experience that I had, but I know that there are plenty of people that also have it as well. So I wanted to, to do the same thing with paradise in the sense that this is how I'm feeling. This is what I went through. And I wanted to really create something that I wish I saw when I was 10 or 11 growing up instead of like, like, Yes, The Notebook is a great movie, but like I would have loved to have some type of LGBTQ love story that wasn't just some like, you know, indie film, like something that was really promoted and marketed and, and like was visible. So when I had originally wrote the song, um, I wrote it actually the day after I spent the night uh, with her. Um, and I literally remember saying to myself, like, too bad I'll never put this out. Like I'll never be able to release this because I was still very much in the closet so knowing that it was always like tucked in the back of my notebook uh when i went to go record it i had sent nick a uh my producer uh guitar um riff and he worked with it and when we had the backing track i started singing those lyrics over it not even putting the correlation together and i was like why do i know this song like what is it and i like remember thinking like oh shit it fits perfectly, uh, almost like uh -huh. things are always meant to be. And mm -hmm. so I reworked the lyrics a little bit to make them sound more of how I was currently feeling as opposed to how I felt in the moment. But I kept the chorus the same because that was the most important um, feeling that I wanted to express. But it, it, it starts out with like painting a picture. I'm a huge Halsey fan um, and she's very, very poetic with her lyrics. So I wanted to kind of mimic that type of uh, writing per se, because uh, it starts off like talking about like crescent moons, like astrology, mm -hmm. love that. Um, love astrology on this podcast. Yeah, it, it like painting like the nighttime sky and everything, because I, I met her at night. Um, it was, it was weird because my best friend, one of my best friends who I lived with my junior year, senior year, she lived with the girl that I wound up meeting and I lived with my, um, my Italy friends and other musicians but I would still hang out with them. And she got in my car and she was like, hey, is it cool if one of my roommates come? And I was like, yeah, of course. Uh, and she got in my car and I just remember being like, oh shit. And then she was like venting about her ex-girlfriend and I was like, good, she's single. <laughs> 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 but anyway, <laughs> back to paradise. Um, it basically, I wanted to create the, the innocence of when I first met her, like that like, Den not that denial was innocence, but like I was innocent to thinking that I'd be able to keep denying it. Hmm. Um, and one of my favorite lines is, uh, what did I write? Hold on, let me think. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> uh, clear skies and a crescent moon. I fell in love with how I wasted my youth so I can't be around you. Alluding to the fact that I told myself I'd play the straight card so I can't be around you. You're gonna mess that up. I really, really like the chorus because there's a lot of innuendos and subtle themes in there. So it's like, now you got me wired. How'd you figure it out? Kind of going over those butterflies, that energy, that like constant attraction to somebody. Like you got me wired. Uh, how'd you figure it out? Like, did I give off a vibe? Like there's always a vibe, right? Like there's always a vibe. You can tell. Uh, yeah. The next line, trusting in your hand, I'm looking down. Obviously like, you know, hanging out one-on-one. -on -one. Feel my shadow come to life. 
uh, like feel my shadow, like come out of the closet. Like your shadow is always like next to you or behind you. You don't always acknowledge it. So I thought that was a cool metaphor. And then like mm-hmm. come to life. I'm an asshole. Um, <laughs> uh, paradise, paradise. The only reason, the only way that I could describe like sleeping with a woman was paradise. So like, yes, true. yes. I loved the bridge because two things. I think it offered what I was feeling in the moment back then and how the tension builds to how I'm feeling now. Cause the lyrics are like, we built a fortress in your room dancing in the dark. I knew. So like I, I was, she, she knew that I was still uncomfortable coming out and she respected it, which I was really grateful for. And then the last line of the bridge is people start to talk when I'm with you. So that's where that like reluctancy comes in that denial that, Oh no, that's not me. Like oh, I was drunk or stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like a high note that I hit on the second half of the bridge that kind of was my way of musically describing like, fuck it, I'm all in. The last chorus, there's additional lyrics at the end where it's like, give a little time, gonna make you mine. So it's oh. like, just be patient with me. I, I can do this. I know I can do it. I just have a lot of unlearning I have to do first. That was pretty much paradise. And then when we did the music video, we filmed it twice. <laughs> we filmed the first one in April, but it, it didn't come out the way that I wanted it to representation wise. It, uh, it just needed some shaping. Um, so she came back out. We did uh, November. It was last month. Yeah. It was only a few weeks ago, actually. Um, we refilmed it and it was everything I ever wanted it to be. When I finally watched it back, I FaceTime or I called her. It was like a couple of days ago. And I was like, Hey, so I just cried. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was great. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to film it uh, as in like first day of college. Uh, this is how I wish I spent my college. We were so close to doing some cool like Taylor Swift Easter eggs because uh, the guy, Mike, that's in the Never Stay music video, he was going to be an extra in one of the party scenes where like I first meet her in the video. Oh. Because in college, one of the first parties I went to was where I met my ex that was traumatizing. Um, So it would have been so like heartfelt for me to be like, oh no, at that same party, like you hung out with the girl instead of hanging out with the guy you thought you were supposed to hang out with. Right. Um, I love that. But things came up, so it was okay. But I thought it would have been so cool to have that like cool like t-swift easter egg or just like personal tie it back to never say that would have been interesting yeah Yeah. well you can still do it the easter eggs taylor swift has taught us like the easter eggs are endless my friend they never end if you really don't want them to (laughs) wow your description of paradise that felt like you guys know those genius um lyric breakdowns yeah yeah i've I've, we film knockoff one of them for fun (laughs) okay that's what it felt like like I think I don't know I feel like sometimes when people listen to music they just think yeah it's like this thing that was created as a whole but like every single tiny little line every single phrase every single like melodic choice it's like very particular and I think it's cool to hear the person who created the art like break it down that way to show like this is this is for all for a reason none of this was by accident (laughs) But we want them you know. to think it was just coincidence. It just worked out. Right? Totally. You know what I mean? Seamless. Yeah, seamless. It wasn't up till like 3, 4 a.m. thinking of what rhymes with paradise or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stoked to see it. It sounds so good. And the fact that you're both in it. You should, you should tell her about the, uh, 
time I almost ended your career since that's not um, gonna be in the music video. I think wait, it's what? Kim <laughs> was ending my music career during one of the scenes. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> the, the one of the like the climactic moment is like um, uh, like a hookup scene, and in the first video that we filmed the wall that we were going to film it up against she like pushes me up against the wall and when she does it she like does like the really cute seductive like hot stuff like throws my hand up there mm -hmm. before we filmed the scene <laughs> oh no there was a picture frame on said wall so we were like oh like let's get rid of this and like just took the picture frame off oh <gasps> left the nail <laughs> and so Deshaun, uh, my, my videographer, he has done all my videos. He did Never Say. Um, and the Forever one that you react to. Uh, mm -hmm. So we, he's like, okay, action. And um, like, she pushes me up against the wall, throws my hand up there. I didn't think anything of it. And like, we do the scene. And after the scene, like, I just remember looking at her face and she was like nervous. And I was like, was I a bad kisser? Like, what, like, what was wrong? And like, she was like, is your hand okay? I was like, yeah, and I look up and the nail's like right here between <gasps> my two fingers. And she was like, do you need that for music? I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so the next, like, we did the scene Girl. again. She's like, okay, move this way. Oh, oh my God. But it's like, you're like kissing, so you're like, your eyes are closed, you're not paying attention, and then totally. you slam against the wall. I was like, we are like, whoa, we almost had a little Jesus scene in there. I was crucified. <laughs> I was just gonna say, it's okay. literally we, crucified on the cross. Literally, it would have been. <laughs> I was totally a newbie. I've never acted, obviously. That's why when we did the reboot, we decided to hook up on a piano instead of a wall. A piano, very, very pretty woman of you. Okay, we have a BTS video that'll come out uh, after the video. Wait. So, oh, I love BTS videos. Me too. I I'm was glad you guys did that. It, I was editing it earlier today because we're going to do a live reaction to the music video and the BTS. Oh, sweet. Okay, where are you doing the live reaction? Probably like, like are you posting it later? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So we'll, we'll do that, but I was editing it. And when you edit the BTS uh, as like the artist, I am the worst because I'll spend the whole day just rewatching all the footage. And like somebody like Deshaun, like a videographer, be like, oh, this is a great clip. This is a great clip. And I'm over here like crying, eating like, like take out and I'm like I want to go back like take me back I love creating memories and then being yes. able to let people that might not have friends or friends in our community like give them a chance to feel like they have somebody yeah uh, of course that's why we love the internet the yeah. internet's great for that being not just like a queer musician but you are a femme presenting gay girl which is like very still very rare in music like yes we have Fletcher and yes we have um we have a lot like and Kehlani you could argue but like what do you feel like how do you what do you feel your role is I know Kehlani I know what do you feel your role is in this like in in music like like you specifically use your music and your videos to portray queer relationships like it's a big part of your music and what you create and like do, yeah do you feel like that brings like a specific role to like how you show how you step forward now it does um, yeah I think uh I think the big 
biggest thing is, is I never had a real role model growing up. And I think that it could have been a good thing because I could have had a bad person guiding me. So you always like to look at both sides. But I think with all the visuals that we're creating for the entire EP, um, all the songs that I've been writing for like body positivity and obviously uh, queer representation, I think the biggest thing is I'm not a perfect role model, but I feel like, because time is moving so fast in this pandemic, I feel like I, I'm just tired of sitting back and watching people either do the same thing that's already been done or do things that aren't offering any value. Like my, the video is about like my first day of college. There are going to be thousands and thousands of kids that are questioning their sexuality, moving into a dorm room January 5th or whatever, mm. or September. Mm. And if they can see a video that shows I moved into college, I also like women, it's okay. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. offering some type of value. Hopefully, you know, mm -hmm. it will. That it's uh, perceived in that way, but I don't know. I'm just tired of like watching the same love story over and over again and no representation. Like when I'm, when I created the storyboard for this, I didn't have an agenda. I wanted it to be perceived as like two people that undeniably were attracted to each other. And that's all that mattered. Yeah. Like that's what our end goal is. I think as a community where we don't have to like really like stand up for like every little thing, but we're at that point in the evolution of this acceptance where it's just like, oh yeah, this is my girlfriend. And they're like, oh, yeah. Like, where are you from? Like stuff like that. Now, like, oh, how we like, how'd you come out? Where you know, like that's always like totally. a first couple of things. So I just want to have that like forward-thinking thought process process when it comes to creating content and stuff like that because I want to do stuff that hasn't been done yet. That's the fun part, you know. Yes, and another thing that I. What, like I'm so excited to see in your video as well is is the femme representation for sure. I think that was like a huge um, like we were missing that throughout like the time we were growing up. But also in music, I found that like there weren't so many storylines of showing like a real like connection between two women, like a romantic connection, even if it was just like attraction and we're gonna hook up, but you could still sense like that love. I used to find that like if we did see that years ago, it felt like women were really just being sexualized. Yeah, and they were probably written by men, <laughs> like the totally. storyline. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Fletcher's Wasted Youth video, music yes. video for sure with Shannon Beveridge. I was like, oh my God, I had never seen anything like that before. That and was my awakening. Yes, because it yes. showed just like it wasn't sexualized. Like, yeah, they were making out a lot in the video and you knew they were together, but it showed something realistic. And I felt that way with Kehlani's Honey too, because that was also just like two women in love. We need so much more of that. Yeah. And I feel like more of it's coming out and like, thank God for that. Yeah. The, uh, the reason we refilmed the video was because the first video in the storyline, I, I technically had a boyfriend in it. And like, I didn't oh, okay. want that. I, I remember I had called her, I had started editing the video. And within the first two minutes, my friend Johnny, who does, usually does like all the BTS stuff. I turned to him, I said, I don't want to put this out. I said, I don't want this to come off as queer baiting. Like I know who I am. I know what I want to make and this is not it. And so I called her and was like, hey, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. Um, <laughs> And so like in the reshoot, I didn't want a boyfriend in it 
there's no need to have a boyfriend. Why do I need to have a boyfriend in this video? It has right. nothing to do with a guy, you know? And it's something mm. so small like that. Like when I was in high school, like I thought I had to have a boyfriend to bring home to Thanksgiving dinner mm. or like something stupid like that. I don't, you know? So it's like the microscopic, it's all, it's always in the fine detail when it comes to things. Uh, and it was something as simple as that. And uh, yeah, I was really yeah. happy that we did the reshoot. I appreciate you doing that because I feel like that storyline is so common with like, she has a boyfriend, but then she meets the girl and then, but you're right. Like thinking about it, you're like, why? Does the I guy even to make involved? things? Yeah, I want to make things that have not been done yet or have not been done a lot. And yeah. having a boyfriend in a video is a very common thing. There are a lot of girls that don't have boyfriends and they just have girlfriends, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Like, I even love, I love the Zolita song, Somebody I Fucked Once. Yes, and it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's and so the music good. videos, yeah, it's amazing. And the music video is awesome. But mm -hmm. similar, like, she's, like, the popular cheerleader who, I, who has a boyfriend, and then she falls for, like, the art student, yeah. which is still great. Like, love her. But it's true. I feel like that's a very common theme in queer, in queer life. No, nah, her, yeah. Zolita is an inspiration for this video. Because a, a lot of the things that we did, she's an incredible marketer. Um, mm. She's an indie artist. And her video just hit like 17 mil. And you Oof. look at her content, you look at her Instagram, you look at her TikTok. She posted like 100 posts on Instagram, minimum reels, TikToks, just promoting it. And I it literally point blank, I was like, all right, we're mimicking Zalita's marketing strategy. Like we're going to post, post, post. Like she's an icon incredible yeah yeah because on tiktok like so many people were doing like to the snippet of her song yeah. like introduce mm -hmm. or no yeah saying what they like liked in a girl yeah those little things i remember seeing that that was everywhere i, on my <gasps> I definitely would have seen yours though because i i follow you on tiktok so that must have come up there was so much i was like mm -hmm. Ooh, all the gays and i'm here for it yeah and it was funny because they're like the sound is not trending. You're just gay. And it was like, eh, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. It's like, if that's on your for you page, you're probably just gay. Yep. Well, I don't know. My for you page is like all gay content because of this podcast. <laughs> so who are your biggest inspirations? Like who were they growing up? I'm actually really curious to know if you really had any who like stuck out to you. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I got into music cause my uncle has a music school. So I got free guitar lessons. Oh, cool. So that goes a long way, free music lessons. And so originally it was everything he listened to. So like James Taylor, like I love really nice finger-picked guitar type melodies. So James Taylor, Stevie Nicks will always be like my favorite voice, mm -hmm. uh, female voice, just so like haunting, amazing storyteller. Taylor Swift will always be a massive influence as far as just like everything that encapsulates like being a musician in you know our day and age. That was pretty much growing up. Um, a lot of guitar players because that was my background, like Jimi Hendrix, uh, Eric Clapton, cool. John Mayer. That was more of my uncle influence, which I still, I love that music. I could sing, you know, any word to any of their songs. But uh, Halsey was the big one for me. In college, like when Badlands and everything came mm -hmm. out mm -hmm. um, and her music video for Ghost, that was kind of like my first like, oh, she's out and successful. I thought you couldn't have both. So knowing that, 
I was like, oh, I want to be successful. I've always been a perfectionist type mentality, especially like coming from a sports background. So like, I always wanted to be successful at whatever I did. And I thought that, you know, being out would hinder success. And so when Halsey released Ghost and it was like the most viewed music video of that year, I was like, oh, she's successful and she's out. So that was like the first thing that really turned for me. Mm -hmm. Wasted Youth for um, Fletcher uh, was another big one. That's one of the reasons why I used Wasted Youth in Paradise because of its meaning. It's yeah. uh, double meaning. Like obviously like wait, I wasted my youth, but also the big turning point was Fletcher. And she's from, she's from Jersey, which- Oh, no also, way. Yeah, she's from, so I'm from Jersey. And yeah. I think seeing somebody so close to home be so successful and be out and doing the thing uh, is really inspiring for me. Like to be able to slide into somebody's DMs like Amanda's and be like, hey, let's film a, uh, you know, woman loving woman music video. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Twice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've always said like, I would fangirl over T-Swift. I would love to songwrite with Halsey and T-Swift, but Fletcher, if I, or hopefully I mean when, right? Like knock on wood. I think when. If yeah. I ever get to meet her, I would just flat out like look at her and be like, honestly, thank you. Like, I don't think I would pass out or do any of the things. I would just be like, listen, thank you. Cause you didn't yeah. have to do it. Cause your voice is incredible. You could have been successful regardless of what your choices were because your voice is that good. Your, your meaning mm -hmm. is that good. Your mission is that good. You didn't have to be out and inspiring, but you did. And you stayed true to yourself and you opened the door for people like me and plenty of other people that I know from like Insta and TikTok. So just, I would yeah. literally be like, thank you. Yeah. Cause it's so interesting. I feel like years ago is obviously changing now, but I find like women were probably thinking they wouldn't be successful if they were out because they might, they're, this is so gross to say, but they were probably like wanting to be like desired by men or like marketed mm -hmm. to be desired by men as well. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. being sexy and obviously you can be sexy and be desired by anybody. But I find like, I could see how years ago it would be like, oh, even if you're gay, you should just you don't want to say you're gay because you might lose that interest or something like that. It's, I don't know. I feel like that could happen. She was so early to it too. Like, I mean, it's only been a couple of years difference, but there's been such an impact in the last couple of years because of people yeah. like her. And like Chelsea Cutler. Haley Haley's Kiyoka. incredible. Haley Kiyoka, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love Haley. Incredible. And then Haley and Fletcher collab. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I think Haley was the first gay singer I think I really knew of like out like lesbian I think mm -hmm. maybe not yeah. maybe in like mainstream yeah who's your favorite probably Fletcher I'll when I'm doing like when I'm writing I'll literally say to myself I've never never even been close to coming in contact with her I'd be like Fletch would not approve of this like Fletch, you <laughs> be like this? no okay I didn't either you know what's crazy too is like I feel like if you ask someone on the street if you if I went out there and asked someone right now they wouldn't know who Fletcher was like that's the annoying part because she deserves the recognition. Totally. But I, I feel like she's like world famous to us and to like to her almost like I don't want to say niche following, but like she has this like fan base that will ride or die for her. But then for some reason, even though she's so talented, for some reason, she's not like the pop star of our generation. It's so strange. She she will be. She was. Oh, she will. For, she was supposed to open for Niall. That got canceled from the pandemic. <sighs> Oh, right. still, we're still waiting for that debut album. And I think that once that comes out, she 
I mean, she's our best kept secret for now, but I don't want her to yeah. be a secret. I want her to get the recognition she deserves. She will. Amen. 100%. Amen. And we don't want you to be our best kept secret either. <laughs> You're going to be yeah, following right on the coattails of Fletch. <laughs> Girl, I can't wait for paradise. Like the video too. is going to be yeah. amazing. You can keep me a secret, especially from my mom. This whole video <laughs> does, not, <laughs> does not exist. Yeah. My grandma it. was very like, accepting but she doesn't have to watch this video <laughs> that's fair yeah, that's totally fair we just don't want our grandmas to see yeah so the song's already out um you could just go to wherever you stream music spotify um apple music title deezer wherever um yeah just type in brianna musco um paradise and we also have uh more songs out as well if you like that one um my personal favorite is my only pretty thing so if you want to listen to those back to back yeah Definitely go check out all the things, TikTok, Instagram, at Brianna Musco, and then at Amanda Jasmine 12 on TikTok, but you're different on Insta. Yeah, it's like Amanda underscore Lance 12. We'll um, link it all. Me out. She's much cooler. No, 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 no. We're linking oh, it Amanda. all. We're linking it all. You are just, you are the, st- you are also in this video. Like, yeah. Okay, well, we're so stoked to see it. Um, guys, if you're listening, um, by the time this episode's out, so will the video be out. So go to YouTube right now. Check it out. And follow Brie. Follow Amanda. Like. Subscribe. Do all the things. You <laughs> know? Things. Save. It. Save on Spotify. Saves yeah. are great. Help the indie artists. Not just me, but any indie artists that you know. That's right. And make sure you're paying for your streaming services. Please and thank you, everyone listening. It's worth it. It is. You also don't want ads. All those no. ads. Yeah. Unless it's a paradise ad. That's yes, right. That's right. <laughs> if it's a paradise ad, you can watch it a few times. Or a roofing ad. I mean, if you live in Washington. <laughs> they go hand in hand. Okay, my friends. Thank you so much for chatting with us. Is there anything else that you want to say about anything at all? Anything you might want the listeners to know? It's never too late to try women, Sarah. <gasps> <Ooh>. <laughs> oh my God. I should sell merch that say that. <laughs> Girl on girl. It's never too late. <laughs> hey, okay. it's never too late. It's, it's never kind too, of late. too late. Okay, I'm going to pocket that. I'm going to pocket that. Okay. Great advice. Great advice from her. Exactly what you said. Uh, <laughs> it's okay to be you. And uh, if there is anybody that you've been meaning to text or catch up with, go do that now because it's meaningful. Uh, and I'm sure it will help somebody somewhere. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Oh, that's nice. I love that. I love that. No less meaningful. I love that. There's no distance too far for a lesbian. So set <laughs> yeah. your Tinder on maximum. Go global. <laughs> Live your best life. This is prime advice. Like the oh, gays yeah. need to go the distance. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, we hope you have the best premiere party time of your life in New York. We will have our own little premiere party. We are going bar hopping around all the gay bars in the city Friday to celebrate. Make sure to come, document come it, please. Come through. I wish. I wish I could come this Friday, but I actually, I will. I will let you know when I do plan a trip out there because um, we'll definitely meet up. Like, there's no doubt. And you can show me all the gay things in New York. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> please, please do. High tide in the dead of night I watch a ship crash into mine I stop thinking why can't I resist Moon. 
Purse, purse, purses, purses. Abraham, uh, uh, purses. Abraham, uh. Who's that? It's you. <laughs> It、me? is you. Yeah. Moi. Yeah. Please stand、oh. up. I I'm standing right now. Oh, you're so short. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I know my little wow, five foot two munchkin. Two. That's a first. Yeah, two came out of my mouth, but it's not what I wanted to come out of my mouth because you're actually five foot even. Yeah, I got measured at this birthday party I went to. Sounds like a fun birthday party. Free body measurements. And I was five foot. Yeah, I think I was thinking about I had Lady Gaga on the brain, so I said five、oh, foot two. I love how you associate Lady Gaga and me together. I do. I do. You guys are one and the same in my heart. Oh, thank you. Raw, 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 Roma. <laughs> That kind of scared me a little bit. Like popped into my my headphone like uncomfortably. <laughs> It was uncomfortable for everyone. I think we can all agree. I, yeah, agreed. I'm sorry. I won't do that again. Um, in case you missed it today, it's a special one because there are two pieces of gay news that we are just really excited about. So we were like, why not talk about two things today? Two, because there's two of us, and when two becomes one, one, good things happen when two becomes one. You know? Oh, beautiful things. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? I was reading. What did you say? You weren't listening to me. I said, you know what? I'm not even going to repeat it. You, you know what? You listen back to this episode and you figure out what I said when you listen back, okay? <laughs> and I'll edit the part of me not knowing what you said. No, you have to keep it in. The truth、Fine. matters, okay? First piece of in case you missed it news that we're super excited about: Tokyo、um, will soon recognize same-sex partnerships,、um, which they never did before. And I did not know that actually. Did you know that first? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I I was almost like surprised when I read the headline. I was like, "What do you mean they don't already do this?" The reforms will come into effect April twenty twenty two, and it's it's still unclear whether the reform will give gay couples the same rights that married couples get in Tokyo right now.、Um, but basically, the governor of Tokyo explained that Tokyo would implement a system that would recognize gay partnerships as equal to marriage, and so it's still kind of like I think they're still. It's still kind of unclear exactly what that's going to look like, what it's going to mean.、Um, but I think the important thing is that it it is a huge step because、mm-hmm. this reform makes Tokyo the largest city in Japan to recognize same sex partnerships as partnerships. So it's a big step. I think obviously、deal. there's there's many more steps to come after that. Yeah, it's it's good news. Hmm. I and you know what? <clears throat> I did feel the same way when I saw the headline. I was like, "Oh, is that already not a thing?" But to realize, like, you know, being in a city where they don't recognize like people of the same gender as like a couple as a relationship is like、yeah. shocking. It's so Can shocking. Can you imagine、no. Toronto is that way? Or like, imagine、um, me like getting a place with my SO. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy that Tokyo. This is this is the first time Tokyo has done this.、Um, but I guess Japan is the only G seven nation to not legally recognize same sex marriage across across the whole country. So there's been a lot of growing pressure on them over the over the years, obviously. And so different cities in Japan are starting to take action, like Tokyo. Even though Japan as a country 
doesn't recognize same-sex marriage federally. Um, more than 100 local authorities in the country do recognize certain rights for gay couples, such as joint names on rental contracts. So there's like different there's different layers of like what there's different layers throughout the whole country. What what different cities are are what reforms certain cities are putting forward? What different local authorities deem is a right for gay people? I'm just like I'm like, can we just free free everyone in Japan for like? Can we just make it easy for everyone, please? If only it could be that simple. I know, I know. Little old me sitting in my privileged little Canadian apartment being like, let's just hurry this up a little bit. (laughs) But yeah, that was the first piece of In Case You Missed It that we were super excited about. Lots more work to do, but congratulations, Tokyo, for putting forth this exciting reform. And April 2022, a.k.a. my birthday, a.k.a. the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You mean lesbian Jesus? Yes, Haley Kiyoko. Um, it's going to be a great month. That's all, that's all I'm saying. April 22. April 2022, we're going to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. 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 That's it. Okay. So now we're going to move on to our second piece of In Case You Missed It because Sarah and I are overachievers. <laughs> that's right. So the Gay Times posted about my girl, my love, Zendaya. She should be the leader of Earth. The leader of my life. That's right. That is right. That is correct. (laughs) Absolutely. But she mentioned that she wants to direct a love story about two black girls. And I'm so here for this. Um, In a recent conversation for interview, um, Zendaya opened up about her ambition to film a romance movie revolving around two black women. She was saying that's how she actually wants to make her directorial debut, which I think would be super badass. And it's a story that we're all waiting for. She goes on to say that she doesn't really have a plan right now, but the prospect of actually directing a new movie is something that excites her. And she just says this about like what she wants the story to kind of like be about. It's going to be a very simple love story. I don't want it to be rooted in anything, just a story about two people falling in love. Something simple, beautiful, that leaves you happy and wanting to fall in love. That's like Persis's favorite genre of everything. Yeah. Just falling in love. Yeah, something that makes you happy. Yeah, she off, She is going to refuse to like go for the common stereotype that we often see in LGBTQ plus movies, which I think is what we need more in movies. Like Sarah and I have talked about this before too. A simple movie about two women, two black women falling in love. Done. Yeah. Done. <laughs> no questions asked about like maybe what their coming out story was. Was there a struggle? Was there this? Like, yeah. let's just see it. Or like pressures from the outside world, you know, secrets, closeted, none of it. Just a love story. Exactly. So Zendaya, we love that. Question, is Zendaya in the community? I don't know. She's never. Oh, actually. Okay, guys, I don't want to speak for anyone's coming out, but I think she actually might be in the community in some way because... She was doing an interview somewhere. It's like, it was this video on YouTube. I I was watching it because I love Zendaya. And the interviewer asked, what qualities do you look for in a man? Like a romantic interest. And she quickly goes, why does it have to be a man? Like, what about women? 
And then mm-hmm. so she she goes, qualities in a person I like. So she like names them all. Yeah. And goes, the next question was, what qualities do you look for in a woman? And then she's like, oh, she's like, I jumped the gun. Oh, that's, oh, I like that. I like that interviewer's questions. <laughs> yeah, like they did both, but but they, it was kind of like you read it on the screen. So she wasn't actually talking to someone. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you know those like uh, magazine interviews they do with you? They'll like have someone sitting down and you just see them like me, like this. And it's like questions with Persis. And then I'm like, okay, let's go. Question comes up on the screen and then it goes to me. I love her. Actually, the reason why I was asking if she was in the community was because I was wondering if she would star in it as well. I would imagine if she wasn't in the community and wanted to create this film, she would want two actresses who are in the community, you know? But I would really love if she was in the community and and starred in it, (laughs) obviously. Who would we want to see in that movie if Zendaya wasn't going to be in it? I love Zoe Kravitz. Mm Mm-hmm. She's like... Zoe Kravitz would be incredible. I feel like Zoe Kravitz would give us a little like feminine energy, a little feminine touch. I have it. I have it. It's Zoe Kravitz and Amanda Stenberg. <gasps> that's what, that's it. I, I like that pair though. Me too, me too. If Zoe is in the community, if she posted Proud AF for LGBT Pride, I'll just ask her because I want her, I mean, Zendaya wants us to produce the movie. Yeah. And we're busy, but like we, it was one of those things that was like, we can't say no to this. Like it's too good of an opportunity, you know? Yeah, exactly. So we are casting directors. That's right. (laughs) We're the casting directors and the producers. Yes. That's a lot. That's a lot. Okay. All right. It's a lot of work. But we are overachievers. Like we said, two in case you missed it. Did you know I wanted to be a casting director? Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, when I was I in think grade you would have been really good 10, at that. I was like obsessed with the idea of coming, becoming a casting director because I was like, I think I'd have a good eye for like who I want to see in roles. AKA hot girls. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually think you would have been good at that because casting directors also have to be really, really good at making connections and like networking essentially because you're like always trying to figure out the right people for the right roles and you're always trying to find the next best thing you know the next next biggest star or the next the next best person (laughs) anyway I think you would be good at that well who knows you never know maybe I will be you are so young you could have as many careers as you want in this life actually kind of like nice to know that it's nice to know we can really like bounce around if we want to Yeah, like you were 26 and you're like, oh, too late. Guess I can't be a casting director. Girl, no. I'll show them my Bristol board I put together for civics and careers when I said I wanted to be a casting director. Yeah. Who's them? My, uh, (laughs) the the media, the movie people. The media. (laughs) 